The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio, your home for discussion and analysis of Cincinnati Reds baseball all year long. Now here's your host, Chad Dotson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Red Leg Nation Radio. This is episode number 242 of the world's most dangerous podcast. I'm Chad Dotson with me today this week. Once again, Bill Lack. How are you today, Bill? Doing wonderful. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. It's that time of year. Yes, and, it is. Uh, the Reds haven't gotten very many Christmas gifts yet, have they? At least not for the fan base. No, they've gotten one, and you know, I, I, I hope to be. I hope that they're being selective in their gift in their gift purchases. Well, we're going to talk about what rumors are out there, and uh, we want to get into yep. a, a number of things here today. But one thing that uh, you and I haven't had a chance to talk about, I just wanted to briefly give you a chance to say uh, to give some of your thoughts because you, the last time we spoke on the podcast, um, the winter meetings had not happened yet, and so. Uh, I talked to Jason Linden about that last week, but I want to know what your thoughts were on Tanner Roark, and uh, it's Roark, I guess. People were giving me a hard time for saying it Roark last week, but there, I know someone whose last name is pronounced Roark that has spelled that same way, so I guess it's Tanner Roark. Um, Roark, that's a time to kill, isn't it? <laughs> Ro- yes, exactly. An- another attempt. See, you always think in attorneys. That's what it is. <laughs> Somebody said that's what uh, that's what Noah's made his sons do. <laughs> I just think you got Sandra Bullock on the brain. Oh well, you know there was a time when that was true. Not so much anymore, yeah. and it may be, but um. So Tanner Rourke is the the Reds made the trade at the, the winter meetings, and they were sort of the talk was that they were in on everybody. They were talking to every agent, every front office. Did you have any thoughts about what we saw from? Well, I, I think you're hearing a lot more and more that, that the winter meetings aren't to be all and end all like they were back in the day. Um. I like the deal. I mean, I think the Reds got, uh, you know, they got a, a, a you know guy that's re- going to be at the top of their rotation as of right now um, for a guy that may not even made our team coming out of spring training. Now, they only have him for, I think, one year, if I remember right. That's right. Um, but, you know, he's an innings eater. He's, he, you know, he's, he's a, a better than average pitcher. He's, you know, uh, and, and I like the guy they gave up for him. Um, yeah, big arm. Yeah, you know, his numbers, at least thus far, hadn't, what he'd done in the minor leagues, hadn't transferred to the major leagues, but... Tanner Rainey, we're talking about, of course. Yeah, we're talking about Tanner Rainey. Um, but I like, you know, what I saw, what I, you know, what I saw about him in the minor leagues. He just, you know, I just thought, I think it was a matter of time before he became a pretty good major league relief pitcher. Um, but, you know, I think it's a good deal. Um, I... The good thing to me, and, you know, as frustrating as it is to a lot of the people, and, and me to a little bit, but mostly to people I've been reading about, you know, that, that are anxious for the Reds to do more, is at least you're hearing that they're doing, you know, that they're talking to people. The last two or three years, you didn't even hear that. Yeah, radio silence. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not saying I'm satisfied with rumors, but, you know, at least rumors make, you know, it's kind of maybe you hope it's, you know, smoke and fire things. 
Yeah, you know, Rourke is a middle of the rotation guy, and he's a dependable guy for the Reds, uh, you know, for next year. And he's not—he's not an ace. You said him—he's at the top of the rotation. That's sort of by default because of this lousy rotation, right? But but he's a, he's a middle of the rotation guy that's going to throw a bunch of innings and is going to get a bunch of people out, and he's not going to be particularly flashy. But uh, you know, I, I think in—I don't know. Like, well, up until last year, he, he was a pretty good ground ball pitcher. Okay. Not as much last year, but before that, I mean, he was in the 47, 48% range. And what I like about him is that in uh, 21 of his 30 starts last year, he made it through the sixth inning. So, you know, how many times did we see that last year? Not often. And something I didn't say about the Rourke trade uh, last week that it really, to me, puts it a little bit into perspective. If, But for, first of all, you got to look at this in the context that we're assuming this is not the last move. And the Reds have said it's not there, and we're going to talk about some of the rumors in a moment. But if you assume this isn't the last move, it looks really, really good when you compare it to what the Reds have done in past years. Think about the years when they've signed guys like Scott Feldman. And and, and that was their – Scott Feldman was the opening day starter uh, that year. You know, Rourke is like sort of the – maybe hopefully the second or third best guy that they obtained for the rotation. But he's way better than a Scott Feldman type. You yeah, know. And, and barring barring something unforeseen, he will not be the opening day starter. Well, let's yeah, let's. I would hope not. Oh, I would hope not. Uh, so one guy we know is not going to be. This isn't about the winter meetings, but I, let's go ahead and get it out of the way. One guy that we know will not be the opening day starter, Matt Harvey. Woo-hoo! Matt Harvey, a short time red, who they refused to deal at the uh, All Star or the uh, trade deadline. Reportedly, uh, partially at least, because uh, owner Bob Castellini just loved him some Matt Harvey. And the Reds yeah, wanted so, to keep so, that. So that was a good decision. That oh. not trading Billy Hamilton at the trade deadline. Yeah. You know, this was good. You know, if you'd have gotten a bag of balls, you'd have been better off than what you the way what you ended up. We're not going to talk about Billy Hamilton, Bill. Oh, okay. Um, but Matt Harvey signed for eleven million one year contract, eleven million dollars for the Los Angeles Angels. With with I think three million more in incentives. Right. Yeah. Possibility of up to fourteen, I believe, in incentives. Um, that was a lot bigger base than I expected he would get. I thought it would be more uh, more of an incentive laden contract, but there must have been some uh, push for for Harvey on the uh, on the free agent market. Are you are you just really happy that he's not a Red? Yes, I'm not. And, 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 and I think you know the Angels giving him that kind of money is insanity. I mean, I just it just shows that they've got more money than they know what to do with. It's not my money, and so you know whatever. But I do think the Reds could do better with 11 million dollars than Matt Harvey. I, it, I don't. I did not dislike the idea of Harvey being back, as we discussed, but it's sort of a, if you're bringing him back as the number five guy, okay, he's in the mix. I don't have a problem with that. Um, you know, $11 million, I just I can't see that being a really cost-efficient move for the Reds. Although I've been saying you got to spend some money on the free agent market if you're going to get somebody, but I'd rather spend it on someone who's a better bet to be effective, and I'm just still not entirely sure what Matt Harvey is. So good luck in L.A., I guess. So have you bought your Kansas City Royals jersey? <laughs> I have not. I have not, but I looked at him. <laughs> You're a sad man. Oh well, that's true in many, many ways, Bill Lack. So, um, but I think something you mentioned about this to wrap up the winter meetings that I think is also uh, really important to focus on, and we, Jason and I, talked about some last week. Is at least they're talking. I mean, at least they're in the mix, and it's something yep. we haven't seen. And you know, it's going to make everybody even more upset probably if they don't make any more deals. 
But, uh, you know, the fact that they're actually out there actively trying to improve the team is such a new thing for us. It's hard to believe this is the same Cincinnati Reds we've been following. Yeah, and, and, and before we get off of the winter meetings and Mr. Rourke or Roark or, or this new guy we've got, I was looking at baseball reference and the similar pitchers. I don't know if you guys talked about this last week. I hadn't had a chance to listen. But one of the, the first similar pitcher on his list is Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray. Wait, wait, wait. You, you didn't listen to last week's podcast? No, haven't had a chance. What it could possibly in your life make you so busy that you couldn't listen to the podcast? I know. It's hard to believe. But no, another guy on that list was, was Matt Latos. Latos, I remember him. Yeah, he was a pretty good pitcher for the Reds for three years. He was years. a pretty good picture, pitcher. He was a pretty good picture, too. Uh, pretty good pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. a pretty good picture. Well, yeah, we won't get into that, but uh, let me just, let's dive into the only viewer mail question we have this week, and let me explain this to you. Um, Bill and I have talked a little bit offline uh, about this, and we talked some on the podcast about the fact that uh, I'm no longer running the show at redlegnation.com. It's Doug Gray, and in the mix of moving things over, my uh, redlegnation.com email address that I've been using for uh, viewer mail questions. Uh, I, I don't know. Doug must have revoked my access or something, but it's not working right now. It's bouncing things back. So temporarily, until we get that straightened out, uh, if you have viewer mail questions, send them to us on the on the Twitter feed at Red Leg Radio. Uh, Rick Boyer was the only one who got one in, and uh, let me just uh, this this dovetails nicely with what you're talking about and with the topic that I want to get into next. Hey, Chad, nice chatting with you at Reds Fest. Here's a question to ponder: the trade that bought brought Matt Latos to the Reds involved Yonder Alonso, Edinson Volquez, Brad Boxberger, and Yasmani Grandal. Which players would be the 2019 equivalent for the Reds, and who are some possible pitchers they might get in return? Love the show. Rick B. in Cincinnati. Short and pithy. Thank you, Rick. Uh, and It was good chatting with you at Reds Fest as well. Now, that's a little difficult question to answer, and, and our answer is going to be sort of spread out over the next uh, little bit, uh, this conversation, because there's several things here that I want to unpack. The first of those is Matt Latos, you just mentioned. Uh, and Sonny Gray as being uh, comps for Tanner Rourke. Uh, Sonny Gray's a guy that I, I really want to see the Reds go out and pursue from the Yankees. He's another sort of middle-of-the-rotation guy that I think is a good bet to bounce back. And I would like to see Derek Johnson, Reds' new pitching coach, working with him. Uh, Matt Latos, you, you say him in, in most circles around uh, Cincinnati, you're probably going to get sort of a, a growl or a, a grumble in return. But, but Latos, I still say that was a good trade. What do you think, Bill? Three years with the Reds is ERA plus 118. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. His <laughs> war was 8.1 in three years with the Reds. Right. I think you'd be hard-pressed in the last 20 years to find a whole lot of pitchers that put up three, you know, that put up eight eight point one war wins in three years. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you stepped on one of the things I was going to talk about later about a different pitcher, and that's interesting uh, cor corollary to what I was going to say. Yeah, no, that was a good trade, and the Reds had to trade some good players for him, but they got a pitcher that was one of the anchors of a really solid starting rotation during a time they were in contention. And so it's, uh, you know, it, that trade to me absolutely was worth it. Um, which possible pitchers they might get in return? Well, let's talk about one of them here that I think is a really similar in some ways, to that uh, Matt Latos idea. This week, John Morosi from MLB Network uh, had a, the uh, talk that the Reds and Indians are still in discussions regarding Corey Kluber, the Indians ace Corey Kluber. 
Morosi's report was, and I, I believe this was widely misinterpreted, but uh, that's my opinion. But it said Cleveland expressed interest in Cincinnati prospects Nick Senzel and Taylor Trammell. So the Reds are still trying to get Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber, a guy who uh, has three years under contract still remaining, so he'd be with the, with the Reds the next three years. And people talk about his age, but my first thing on him is, well, when's the last time the Reds had a pitcher of Corey Kluber's caliber for three years? Probably Cueto. Cueto. Before that, probably Jose Rijo. I mean, it's not like yeah. we've, we've seen very many. So, so three years of a guy who can perform like Corey Kluber performs – that's a pretty valuable thing. The Reds have not had many of those. Um, I agree. So so that's the type of guy I have no problem with the Reds going after. Now, I know uh, a lot of people, including us, expressed sort of some initial alarm at the name Sinzel and Trammell both being uh, in there. But, you know. I, I, would, mean, I would struggle with trading both of them for for for, 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 for Kluber. Well, I think it's silly, but I, but I don't think. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't do it either. I think it'd be crazy. I think that's probably what the Reds said as well. But if you're Cleveland, wouldn't you start with that? Wouldn't that be your first salvo? Hey, boy, sure. I'm interested in Sinzel and Trammell. If you, you want our guy, you know, that's where it starts. Um, but then that gets into the question of, well, first of all, Corey Kluber. You, you agree that this is a guy that the Reds need to be targeting? He's the, he's the type of guy they need to be targeting. Right. I mean, I would I would love to see this guy pitching, even though I struggle with a li- little bit with the you know being on the wrong side of thirty. But I I could live with it. I could, given that it's a short term deal, basically three years, uh, which is long term or short term. It's you know, but it's not going into his late thirties, and also that he has performed very consistently the last few years. So, I, you know, and he's been relatively healthy. So he's he's the type of guy. He fits the fits the pattern of what we're looking for, right? And in 17, he started 29 games. Before that, the last time he didn't start, I mean, he's, he's had one year since in the last five where he didn't start 30 games. There I mean, go. he's been over, he's been over 200 innings every year since 2000, since 2014. And so what that shows me a little bit is you're always worried when you trade for a pitcher, uh, injury, injury, injury. And we've seen so many injuries with pitchers, but with him, you got a little bit of a track. You still don't know. It's still a little bit of a crapshoot, but at least you got some sort of a history here that uh, you know he's he's got some healthy time behind him, and he's at an age where you you, know, you wouldn't expect him necessarily to. Uh, I guess he might start breaking down a little bit, but he's shown us that he's he's relatively healthy. So that's something that that's in his. Uh, now, uh, mark that in his column. Now, Nick Senzel and Taylor Trammell. Um, no, I would not trade both of those guys for Corey Kluber. Yes, I would trade one of those guys for Corey Kluber. Um, and here, let me just, you wanted to talk a little bit about the, the, the sort of feeling among the fan base. And this is a good way to get into it, I think, in some ways. Um, or maybe not, but here's my opinion on Taylor Trammell and Hunter Green. Um, and, and a number of other guys, uh, sort of similar to them. I will never, never get upset with the Reds for trading any prospect that hasn't made it out of a ball. Taylor Trammell is a valuable asset right now. There's, he has a chance to be a really good major league baseball player. 
Uh, and, in, and, 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 and in our opinion, he's been brought along too slowly. Agree. Agree. Um, but you also have to you got to sort of judge him on this may be the most valuable he ever is. How, yeah. many, how many guys flame out between single A and the majors? What was what was the third baseman's name? Larson? Brandon Larson. Brandon Larson. Now, we're not the saying epitome, that. Tra- the, the epitome of the 4A player. Right. So if, if you've got a guy that's not made it out of A-ball yet, rightly or wrongly, I, we don't know that he's going to perform at higher levels. And so trade them all. I would trade Taylor Tramiel and Hunter Green in a heartbeat This uh, in the right deals. I mean, I'm not giving them away. But for a guy like Corey Kluber, they say, oh, they say we want Taylor Tramiel. We say, okay, we'll start there. Will you take him straight up for Corey Kluber? And they say, no. Well, then we go on for to see what else it would take. But uh, I would absolutely let Taylor Tramiel be the headline of that deal um, if the Indians are, are interested in him. And why wouldn't they be? He's a, he's a top prospect. But am I am I undervaluing guys because they just have, don't have a track record, or what do you think? I I tend to agree with you. At some point, if you're going to bring in, I mean, to me, what this is saying is the Reds last year said, "Okay, we've got all these pitchers that everybody thinks so highly of. We're going to bring them up and we're going to sink or swim with them." Well, we sank. So now the Reds said, okay, well, that didn't work. So now what we're going to do is we're going to take some of our prospects and try to improve the team for bringing guys in from the outside, either either via trades or money. To me, that's the Reds admitting that the guys they've got aren't going to be able to elevate themselves to the point to make this team competitive. That means you've got to do, go other routes. That means and if you're going to trade somebody, you know, you can't get, uh, you know, a Corey Kluber for – Alex Blandino and and a, you know, and a backup catcher. Yeah, no one wants to trade the prospects. It kills me. They talk. They want the Reds to go out and trade for somebody, but nobody wants them to trade the prospects. To me, a prospect is is an asset. And you have to give something to get something. You have to get give something to get something. And what you're giving up if you're giving a prospect is the chance that that guy's going to become, you know, a great player. I look at a guy like Taylor Trammell. Let's look at Corey Kluber and Taylor Trammell, sort of in tandem. Kluber has been worth roughly 20 wins above replacement in the last three seasons. Let's say he's only worth half of that for the next three seasons for the Reds. Let's say he's worth 10 wins above replacement. I think he'd be better than that. But let's say he's worth just 10 wins above replacement total for the next three years. Are you willing to bet that Taylor Trammell is going to put up more than 10 wins above replacement in the major leagues? Against. I would be willing to bet he doesn't. Exactly, most players don't, and he could even make it to the big leagues and be a you know a a a, a helpful player, a good player. Yeah, and and not get to that for the Reds. So this is yep. what this is what you're giving up. Now, what if Kluber is worth 15 wins the next three years? You know, what if he comes in here and wins the Cy Young next year? What if he comes in and wins the Cy Young? Um, Taylor Trammell could come in and be the best, uh, you know, outfielder the Reds have ever had. Yeah, he, this guy's talented, and he's got an idea at the plate. I love him. Love the guy. I want to see him in Cincinnati someday. But I, am I willing to bet three years of Corey Kluber on Taylor Trammell being able to uh, make it? A guy that, again, has not even made it to double A yet, which is not necessarily his fault, but at least we haven't seen him perform in double A, so we don't know. 
what right. he's going to do at the higher levels. And so many guys have a difficulty. And he's it's not like his numbers have been so crazy uh, so far in his career that he's a absolute lock to be productive mate. Like Jay Bruce. <laughs> nice. Sorry about, sorry about that. Nice. You playing video games over there? No, it's it's stupid baseball reference. <laughs> a little, little Call of Duty over there or something? What was that? Um, you know, a guy like Jay Bruce who just rocketed through the minor yeah. leagues, you knew he may not be a superstar, which he wasn't, but you knew he's going to be a, a productive major leaguer. I'm not seeing that with Tremel. I'm seeing a really good prospect who's so athletic and he's got so many different skills and he's put up pretty good numbers and he keeps getting better. I see a guy that you love to have and he's a top prospect for a reason, but man, I'm willing to gamble that on a guy like Corey Kluber. And some people... On, at Relegation in the comments and on Twitter, act like that's the craziest thing you ever heard. Why would you trade one of your top prospects? And uh, maybe I'm, I don't know, I'm starting to feel like I'm uh, taking crazy pills, Bill. Well, I, I think our 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 fan base is is divided. Well, I think part of it is, as you said, they they overvalue. And, and for many years, we we all said the Reds overvalued their prospects. And that's why they wouldn't trade any of them. All right, uh, but you know the flip side. You know the, the the flip side of this is the fan base is is chomping at the bit for something to get done, but they want to be you know so protective of these guys that that like you said haven't proven anything, even at the higher levels of of, of the minor leagues. I mean, with with the exception of Senzel. We really don't have anybody that's excelled at the top levels of the minor leagues. Yeah, uh, you, like I, it, to me, it keeps going back that you got to give up something to get something. Well, and and Sinzel's a completely different discussion than Taylor Trammell or Hunter Green or, or any of these guys because it's, Nick Sinzel was ready for the big leagues twelve months ago, and the Reds didn't bring him up, uh, and then he got hurt. But Sinzel, and, wasted, and wasted what part of this year he did play. Yes. Oh, completely wasted. Didn't give him an opportunity to learn new positions uh, that he might be playing in Cincinnati. Yeah, just they've handled him so poorly. But with Senzel, nobody is on my can't trade list. I trade anybody in the in the right deal. If they offered Mike Trout for Nick Senzel, of course Trout, I guess only has another what year or two on his contract. But so maybe not. But uh, you bring a good enough package, I'm going to trade Nick Senzel. Would you, you you wouldn't trade Nick Senzel for one year, Mike Trout? I might. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be tough to say no. Man, it'd be difficult. Uh, I'm not ready to say. I think I would say no, but I'm not ready to uh, declare that. But uh, for three years of Corey Kluber, even, it's uh, it's you know tempting. But I just, with Sinzel, I see him as a free agent acquisition in some ways. This is a guy that you can plug into the Reds lineup today. You're not giving up anybody for him. You're not trading anybody for him. You're not uh, uh, spending a ton of free agent dollars on him. And, and he improves the team immediately. So since he's ready for the big leagues, I have a difficult time uh, trading him unless it's in just the right circumstances. I don't have that issue with uh, Trammell or Hunter Green or even guys like Tyler Stevenson um, who had a good bounce back year. And, uh, you know, Jeter Downs is uh, a guy that uh, – Tony Santion's a little higher, but I'd still deal him. Uh, he's a pitcher. No such thing as a pitching prospect. So I uh, matter of fact, I'd be shopping – Boy, I'm going to get in trouble for this one. I'm just going to say it, but I'm going to get in trouble for this one, given what happened uh, last spring. I would be actively shopping Hunter Green right now. 
I would too. I wouldn't trade him for less than what we think he's worth, and you may not get anybody offering because of the injury. You may not get anybody offering what you think he's worth, but I would be actively, actively shopping him. I think I, didn't I just read that he's, he has started throwing again? I think so, yeah. I mean, he's uh, uh, they expect that he's going to be able to pitch. So um, I, I just I think he's he could end up biting you bad because if he hits his ceiling, this guy is an absolute ace. I mean, we're talking a top three pitcher in all of baseball. And so you could get burned on that one. But how many? But, you know what? There's like you, like you said. There's no there's no sure thing, especially with pitchers. Yeah. So maybe I rehab his uh, his value a little bit this year. But then I'm actively looking to deal him. Just put the risk on some other team. Give me a more uh, you know a surer thing, I guess. More established. Yeah. Let somebody else take the risk on their pitcher and get him to the big leagues, and then we'll trade for him. And some people are going to say, well, if you do that, you're never going to get the never going to get an ace. To which I say, well, we can trade for an ace, or we can sign an ace as a free agent. It's not my money. So, I don't know. What would you What would you give up for Corey Kluber? Let's say we start with Tramel. How much more would you Would you go? Do you have any uh, sort of idea? I really don't. I, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what Cleveland's needs are and Cle- what what they're doing. I don't really understand what they're doing over there for a team that won their division last year by like a million games. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why they're trying to trade. Well, I'm not well, sure why they're why. trying to trade everybody. I mean, they, they've, they've been loading guys left and right. Money uh, is what they say. Uh, but they say yeah, they, the- they say they still want to compete, though. They want to get some major league ready guys, potentially, in the bullpen and uh, an outfielder. Well, and, and maybe in that division you can be pretty bad and still compete. Well, probably, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. but Let me toss this one out to you. I want, I'd want i like to get your slant on this uh, because this is one that's been proposed, not in any of the official rumors, but that I think is really intriguing, which is Taylor Trammell and Roselli Glacius for Corey Kluber. I'd do that in a microsecond. Yeah, me too. I'm not sure, I'm not sure that's enough for Cleveland. No, I think they'd want, some, they'd want at least one other. Probably high a good minor league guy or or a, or a starter that they a starter off our twenty five man that they need and I don't know what their positional needs are at this point. Outfield Jesse Winker is the guy I'd seen mentioned. I'm not sure I'd throw Winker in there as well. I would throw Winker in that deal. No, but uh, then, then we need two outfielders. Yeah, Shebler I would throw in. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But I don't know that that would interest them. You know, I'd throw in guys like Shed Long and uh, some of these other guys and. Uh, higher levels of the minors i'd even consider maybe tyler stevenson's tough on me i'm high on him but with all the injuries you know yeah and he's still and he's still buried down in minors i mean he's yeah he, he, he was was he at high a last year yeah it's another kid that hasn't made it out of a ball yet so he, and he's been i mean he's he, he he was he was a high school kid right he was and he's so still he's young still, still very young he's still young but you know but he's been playing for in, in a ball for in three years well, that's injuries mostly. Oh yeah, absolutely. I understand that, but yeah, we still don't know. Right. He did well this year in a ball. Did very well. Had a really good season. Um, and was having a good season last year till he got hurt. Yeah. Of course, they're not sure. I think mean, year before, the year before. You yeah. know. What I mean? No, he's he's a real player if he's healthy. Not sure that people are not sure if he can stick at catcher. But if he can stick at catcher, he's a real player. But again, uh, he's he. I don't know. I don't know what the. Tramell and, and guys like Stevenson and Shedlong have to be 
and Hunter Green have to be compelling to some team out there willing to give up something for him, and I'm willing to trade those guys, every single one of them. Senzel, I'm less willing to trade. Uh, it would have to be a, the really a, a, the right deal for the Reds for me to give up Senzel. I mean, it would have to be a really good deal for the Reds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's going to have to be. Um, I don't know what. You know, we we joke because Trout because he's the best player in baseball, but it's got to be something significant. Because, like I said, Senzel's a guy you drop in your lineup right now. He helps you. He improves your team in 2019 over what they were in 2018, which is all we're talking about making deals to uh, improve the team. So. Uh, Corey Kluber, so, but Rizel Iglesias. Let's circle back around to that. What do you think about the idea of trading uh, Rizel? I don't have a problem with that at all. Uh, and, and we've talked about it many times. Is that you know the over uh, the closers? I, I I continue to believe closers are overvalued. The Indians, however, have been a little bit proactive. If you remember Andrew Miller with the way they've used their relievers. Maybe the Reds are going to be the same way this year. Maybe Iglesias will have a little bit different role. But if it's a strictly three-out closer, yeah, I agree. Um, but I wonder if the Indians might be interested in him as one of a, uh, one of these sort of new-age guys that you uh, – a relief yeah, pitcher. Yeah, slide him up and down. Yeah. Um, although I don't know how the Reds can't do that. But it seems like it seems like he might be interesting to the Indians. and There's no way to know. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Bring it on! All the trade rumors that fly around, especially the you know last week during the during the, what percentage of those are, do you think reporters just just write down because they may have heard it and they need to put some they need to fill column space? I think you got to look at which reporter you're talking to, or you're hearing from. Um, I like, think they all do it. You think so? I think a guy like Ken Rosenthal has really heard it from someone that would know. Uh, John Morosi with the MLB Network. I don't know. He seems well respected, but I have no idea what his sources are. And it's funny they can send these tweets out and get a lot of retweets, and uh, people like us start going nuts talking about all of them. Um, that's a good question. That's you know, I don't know. They have column, they have column space. They have to fill every day. That John Heyman, I always feel like he's just trying to fill column space. I don't necessarily trust uh, what we get from him. Rosenthal, I really do. Um, I used to feel that way about uh, Hal McCoy all the time. Yeah. Everything he said, I went, eh. All right, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, Jason Stark, uh, you know, he's a national guy that I think has good sources, and I um, I don't know. I don't know. I just want, even the big names, I wonder if they, they look into how much credibility the rumor really has or whether it's, whether it's just something they heard. You know what I mean? I wonder. I mean, you know, if you're uh, – Something that we talk about some of the local guys sometimes is, you know, um, there's a, a rumor or something from a source that get, that one of the local guys sends out, and it, and it just looks immediately like, oh, well, the Reds are trying to shape the narrative there. That you know, that came that, that came straight from. Well, if it yeah, yeah, and if it's one of the if and if it's one of the you know the Reds uh, normal reporters, you know that they print anything the Reds tell them. Yeah. There was a report from someone uh, that the Reds were in active trade talks. I think it was for Kluber during the winter meetings. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about that. But then a, a report came from one of the beat writers that was like, uh, you know, Red Source says that uh, rumors regarding the Reds seeking to look trade for Corey Kluber not true. As it, and it was just so obvious. I, can't, I think it was Kluber. I really do. Uh, who else were they uh, talking to? It wasn't the Dodgers. 
rumors. Well, the, 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 the one that, that kind of I couldn't believe was getting any credibility at all was that they were talking to Miami about the catcher. Which, how do you pronounce his name? Real Muto? Or? JT Real Muto, yes. The, um, I, don't, I don't think they've got enough to get that kid. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be looking to trade for him. He's a huge upgrade. Oh, absolutely. But I don't know that the Reds have enough to bring him here. Maybe not. Maybe not. I like that the Reds at least asked about him. If they did. Well, that was the report, right. I like that the Reds at least asked about Zach Greinke. You know. Yeah. Not that that's necessarily a guy you want to bring at that price or whatever, but I just like that they're kicking the tires on uh, seeing what all their options are. That's what it looks like right now. And and I'm still optimistic based upon what I've seen so far this offseason because I do feel like they really are making real efforts to uh, – I think they're. I think they're going to bring somebody in here that we're going to be happy about. Yeah. It, it, as a as a pitcher, I don't know who it'll be. I, I'm not really. I'm not ready to make a any kind of prediction. But I think they're going to make a move that we're all going to go. Yeah. What about? I'm probably going to do that no matter what they do. Yeah. Because it just sounds <laughs> really cool. <laughs> what about this? Imagine this dream scenario. The Reds trade for Corey Kluber. You give up Taylor Trammell and, you know, I don't know, uh, Roselle Iglesias and um, uh, Tyler Shedlong. Shedlong. I don't know who. Somebody. Uh, somebody not including Senzel. Uh, and then the Reds uh, and and nobody else on the big league roster other than Roselle Iglesias. Trade for Corey Kluber. Sign Dallas Keuchel. Let's go to opening day. How are you feeling if, if they did that? I'd be pretty happy. <laughs> you can't tell me that's beyond the realm of possibility. I I don't believe they're going to be in the running for Keiko. Well, we've talked about that. They've got to have some guys. If you and I have gone round and round about this, I yeah. just don't think they're going to spend that kind of money. Yeah, well, I'm right. You're wrong. They are going to spend that much money and more. He says from the bench in the dark robe. <laughs> um, where's, my, where's my gavel? You need your gap. <laughs> um, right. I know you. I, I know you don't think that's going to happen. But, let, but imagine this scenario where they go out and they do sign Keiko. They've clearly targeted him. Uh, they sign him in addition to getting Kluber. And so now you've uh, acquired Kluber, Keiko, and Rourke, Roark to go. Where on. does that? Where does that? Where would that push? To, and they still got to find. A, you assume they still have to find an outfielder somewhere. Still got to find an outfielder. Uh, so where does that push their payroll? Did you have you done the numbers? Well, I haven't, but Steve Mancuso has. Um, no, Steve, Steve pushed the numbers as to what he thinks they should spend. Well, he has what they are obligated for right now. Yeah, and it's one hundred four point one million. Now the Reds say they're going to have a all time record payroll, which could be sixteen million. Which could be 116 million. Yes. Um, Steve guesses, and this has been the speculation, somewhere between 130 and 150. You don't believe that's true? I don't think they. I don't think they'll go above 125. Oh, I think they'll definitely go above 130. I don't know if they'll get close to 150. But so. Well, I hope you're right. Well, what if they're willing to spend 130? Well, what's what's Kluber? I forget the numbers now, and I know they've been. I'm going to pull him back up here and see what his because I forgot to. 
Okay, let, let me while you're pulling that up, let me let me hit you with something that that uh, uh, Paul Doherty, who, oh, who absolutely, who my dog Sophie knows more about baseball, I think, than Paul Doherty does. He said, if the Reds get Kluber and go into the end of the season with Kluber, Rourke, Castillo, and Disco, that might get them close to five hundred. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I I think you go in there with that rotation. I think you're you're pushing, you know, eighty five to ninety wins. I think you're eighty one, presuming health, and then yes. Well, yeah, I mean you're yeah. better. Well, and you know, how's is Castillo going to take a big step forward? You know, is Discafani going to be healthy? You know, which one of these other Tyler Malley, I think, is would be the best number five starter in the big leagues next year if he's a number five starter. And and he could replace Discafani. Yeah. Um, Kluber makes 17 next year. 17, okay, so that gets you to 121. 17 next year, 17 and a half the year after, and then 18 the year after that. So what's, and what's Rourke? Um, you remember his? I don't remember his either. Oh, Let me see. Goodness. Well, I think, uh, wasn't the Rourke included in Steve's, uh, I don't know. Calculation. I don't know when he. Rourke was 10, I believe, but I'm going to confirm that. I'm looking right now too. Okay, well you you look at his. So, seventeen million next year gets us up to one hundred twenty-one. If Rourke is ten, that gets us to one thirty-one. But, which is you know over that uh, one thirty threshold that we talked about. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was what? that was that was my computer. Baseball reference. I love you and I hate you. Oh, I know. Quit with the pop-up ads when I'm trying to podcast. Um So, I'm struggling you I'm struggling to find I'm struggling to find Rourke's salary. Go down to the bottom of his baseball reference page where it shows his contract. It stops in eighteen. Uh but it stops in eighteen. Yeah, because that's what I was just that's where I was just looking. Homer, Homer Bailey's gonna make twenty three million next year. Yeah. Twenty three million. Um Tanner Rainey? No, that's the former red. Um, this is this is. It says 2019 status, third year arbitration eligible. Oh, that's right, that's right. He's arbitration eligible, so the the talk was that he was going to get somewhere around 10 million. Yeah. So let's yes, yeah, so th- that puts him. That's what it was. That puts him over 130. 131. Then here's what you got to here's what you got to ask yourself: If we can get Corey Kluber for 18 a year, um, knowing that Homer Bailey's twenty three million are going to be going off the books at the end of this year, do you do it? Or oh, absolutely, do I think so. I think so. Uh, that puts you up to one hundred forty plus. But uh, then you've got twenty three million coming off that you'll have for next year to improve the team. If you stop at Roark and Kluber, we're getting way well, ahead of ourselves. Next year, you know, if you want to keep Roark. Well, you know, you're gonna do a deal next year with him. If you that's that's not right. Actually, Homer Bailey and Rourke will both go off the books. That's thirty three million you have. So yeah, I'd go and get a 
Dallas Keuchel, and uh, because and you're going to bump up to 145, 148 million or something, and that's a that's a lot of money that I'm asking Kathleen to spend. But then it's you're going to get 33 million or less with uh, Homer's buyout, but there's a little bit of a buyout, so you know, 32 million, whatever it is, off the books. Man, it, it, I think it makes sense. Yeah, you're taking a big bite for eighteen or for nineteen, but in twenty twenty, it looks a lot more reasonable. It does, it does, and you've got some, and, and you've got a little bit of play, payroll as well to play with, uh, especially if you if you win more, uh, you're gonna have more fans in the stands. But uh, you got a little bit more when that money comes off the books to play with to fill in holes for the next year, make the team better the following year. And there may not be any big Dallas Keuchel signings. But you can fill in around the edges, you know, where, where the holes are. Well, and, and they, they've got to make a decision what they're going to do with Jeanette. And that's going to be a, that's going to be a, a there's going to be a salary impact there, too. One way or the other. One way or the other, right. So that may be coming off the books or uh, maybe adding to the books. So, writing, yeah, writing a bigger check. So, I, yeah, again, it's not my money, and we're speculating a lot, but I don't see it being outside the realm of possibility that they Reds wouldn't decide. You know, again, the rumors are between 130 and 150. If the Reds wanted to get into the 140s, they can get Keiko, they can get Kluber, um, and this could be a, this could be a fun team. This could be a team from day one that we're really excited about. Because yeah, I mean, there's no reason to believe this team isn't going to put runs on the board. Right. Again, we're adding Nick Senzel to a, a offensive is already pretty good, although the Reds will take a hit offensively by the fact that uh, Billy Hamilton's no longer around. Uh-huh. There he goes again. There he is. Says the man in his Kansas City Royals jersey. Oh, man. Uh, Royals Nation Radio. <laughs> Episode number one coming next week. Um, It'll be interesting to see if Joey rebounds. I think that I would bet the ranch on Joey rebounding. Well, I would have bet the ranch that he had a big second half and he didn't. So I agree. I agree. We saw some things from him last year that were strange, but I think, I don't know. I just, I guess I trust that guy too much, but I trust him to identify what the problem was. Is he ever going to get back to his MVP heights? You know, probably not, but again, I wouldn't put that past him either, but you're right. That's going to be a big key as to, how the offense does next year. If he comes back to some semblance of his former self, that's a big bat uh, in the middle of the lineup. If not, we're playing Connor Joe at third at first base. Connor Joe. Well, that's a good name. It's a baseball name. It's a baseball name. Connor Joe. All right. Um, so trade all the prospects. This is what we've learned today. Trade all the prospects and don't get upset when the reds trade all the prospects. Right. Well, you sure in the heck can't get uh, you can't get a Corey Kluber type player for for like we said Alex Blandino a bag of balls and and you know Scott Shebler. right exactly um, you gotta have you gotta have you gotta have value you gotta give value to get value so um, one last uh, little. Uh, Rumor that we don't really need to discuss, but I thought I'd throw it out there is that uh, there were some reports, and this might be the reports like you were talking about, um, that that the Reds are interested in free, a couple of free agents, Mike Fires and Anibal Sanchez. Mike Fires, of course, played with the uh, I believe the Tigers last year, unless I'm completely insane. 
Uh, no, it was Oakland last year with the Tigers the year before. Um, decent numbers the last couple of years, you know, ERA is okay. I mean, just is fielding independent pitching numbers, not great, but it's, you know, overall slightly above average. It's going to be 34 next year. Who actually played with Detroit and Oakland last year. See, I don't know how to read. Um, the other guy, Anibal Sanchez. So you got one 34 year old, you got, uh, Anibal Sanchez, who is going to be 35, who, you know, at one time was a really when he was with Detroit, it was a really uh, interesting young prospect. Finished fourth in the Cy Young voting in 2013. Pitched with Atlanta last year. Again, was okay. Um, not awful. But uh, I, yeah, they're interested in those guys. I can't see them being interested in those guys as anything other than, uh, you know, uh, roster filler, fighting for the number five spot or possibly if they're, if they're still available if they're still available in february you know in the middle of february you know you might take a look at them and because at that point the, the cost is going to be down but they're no step up from what they've been signing the last few years yeah um and they're not going to cost much and both of them uh both of them have issues with uh home runs looks like so that's yeah. a question. I'm not sure they fit in, but maybe the Reds are seeing something that causes them to believe they fit. I don't. I don't. Not much to say about it. Maybe the pitching coach just says, knows them and says, you know, maybe I can make them, yeah, get them some type of adjustment that'll make them more successful. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. So that's just that's out there. But but I just like again, the Reds are are talking, but are they going to do something? And if and when they make a big trade. Do you think that the majority of the fan base is going to go nuts being excited or being seriously upset? I think it depends on where you where you're getting your input. If you're reading comments God this this is going to sound really snobby. <laughs> I love it. If you're talking to people that, that are, are dyed-in-the-wool baseball fans that, that, that dig into the numbers like, like our editors, do, you know, like our writers do and a lot of our readers do, I think they'll understand that, you, you, like, we've been saying, like I've said 20 times here, you got to give up something to get something. The, the knee-jerk guys that, you know, down there pounding beers and, and you know, wouldn't know shed long from shithouse mouse, <laughs> uh, they're going to go, what are you doing? This is a good, you know, this guy's going to be the next, you know, Joe Morgan, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If they trade a guy like Hunter Green ever, oh, it's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. It'll, people go nuts. And, and, and the only thing they know about Hunter Green is that he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. That's right. Which he was. If they trade Sinzel, I'm prepared to uh, sign on uh, with a Nick Sinzel trade if they get the right thing in return. But there, are, I would say that there are people for whom there is no one you could trade Nixon's L for that they would be happy. I agree. So, I don't know. We're we're going to be happy this off season. But, well, it, you know, and it's the same thing. Back you know, t- going back to what you started, you know, kind of going all the way in a circle here. Going back to the latest deal, there there were people that that were didn't understand when the Reds drafted Yonder Alonso, but they were the same people that were pissed when he was traded. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you, we mean we drafted a first baseman you know we've got a great first baseman right then what are we doing trading yonder alonzo you know he's a, he's a big time prospect 
So, you know, sometimes you got to make those deals and they are difficult. I, you know, I don't want them to trade Taylor Trammell or any of these guys. You know, I'd like to see what we've got in those guys, but you know, <laughs> the name of the game is wins on the big league level. And you gotta, sometimes you gotta just bite the bullet. So trade all Every the prospects. Every trade is a gamble. Every single one. Um, so again, it, let's uh, review. Trade all the prospects and get Corey Kluber. That's the lesson here, right? We're going to trade all of our minor league system for Corey Kluber. Except Nick Senzel. Except, except Nick Senzel. Yeah. Right. Okay, there we go. So, if, we, so if, if he doesn't make the team, he'll be playing at Louisville by himself. Right, for the <laughs> next five years. All right, this is Red Leg Nation Radio. I'm Chad Dodson. He's Bill Lack. Uh, you can find us everywhere you get your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever. We're there, Google Play. Uh, go find us. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Five stars only, please. Five stars only. If you like us, talk about us. If you don't like us, keep your mouth shut. Quiet. You can find us at Red Leg Radio on Twitter, um, at redlegnation.com every day where we've been talking about the Reds since 2005 and having a good time doing it. Um, if you want to submit a question again for viewer mail, you can, uh, submit that to temporarily to, uh, our Twitter feed at red leg radio, Bill Lack. It's always good talking to you, buddy. Any final thoughts for our friends and uh, Merry, listeners? Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all of our sad people that spend the time listening to us. <laughs> you got to wonder why they do it, but I got to tell you I wonder every, every time we talk about this, why would anybody want to hear this? <laughs> and it, it, thank you for that. Uh, with the holiday season here, you know, and Christmas upon us, I it just, I really do sort of reflect and I'm so grateful for all of you guys. I've said it several times on the podcast, but those of you that come up to me and say hello and uh, tell me how much you like the podcast and, or, or on Twitter, uh, tell me that it means it does mean a lot. And that's why we keep doing this every week. And, uh, uh, and we have a good time doing it. And, uh, it's because you guys keep for some reason listening to this mess. All right. Good talking to you, Bill. Hope we'll talk again soon. Yep, I'm going. To, I'm going downstairs to work out Connor Joe, getting ready for spring training. Get him ready for Bill Lack and Corey Kluber. This is Chad Dotson saying, "So long, everyone." Thanks for listening to Red Leg Nation Radio from RedLegNation.com. Subscribe to Red Leg Nation Radio on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app, and join us for discussion of all things Reds at RedLegNation.com. Twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week.